0: Welcome, everyone, to episode 18 of Ghost Party Radio, an in depth and very serious exploration into the world of genre film, hosted by two small time cowards. I am your host, Adam Cervantes Wagner, and allow me to introduce my co host on this very special awards episode Space Franco himself, Trevor Dillon.
1: I do not understand that reference
0: remember when james franco hosted the oscars stone
1: <laughs> yeah that's right so you're the Anne hathaway in this situation that's right i'm the hot one and you're the funny one yeah of course yeah that's me um <laughs> that's been established uh wow adam we're here we are at the silver ghosty awards for the space opera we're on the red carpet
0: i can't believe we made it we've zoomed around galaxies and we've returned back home
1: wait wait, wait shut up shut up shut up look who it is look at who it is. it's it's Lilu from the Fifth Element. Oh
0: my God, she's wearing even less now.
1: <laughs> wow, Lilu has aged very, very well. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, <laughs> it, it's it's Dexter Jester from Attack of the Clones, the owner of the diner. Oh, Dex,
0: I hear he's uh, got some intel for some reason.
1: I uh, wow, there are so many stars out from these amazing movies we watched. Uh, Your Titus Abraxas. Um, I can't good. remember any other names of the character. Cor- Corbin Dallas. I only remember fifth element names.
0: And here comes Spike Spiegel, played by John Chu, looking good, John.
1: Wow, John Chu, <laughs> starring as Spike Spiegel, what, Spike Spiegel, and yeah. the new Netflix iteration, right?
0: Yeah, and he's here just for us.
1: Wow, everybody is here. Ghost Party Radio has come so far in just 18 episodes. I'm so, so proud of our fan base and our amazing guests that we've had on and all these incredible characters that we've come to love over this amazing, amazing genre of space opera. But Adam, let's not wait one second more. Let's get into it. Let's start the awards giving.
0: Let's do it, Trevor. Uh, Let's start with your award
1: okay first award of the night let's do it my namesake i am the titular trevor dylan here to give away the trevor dylan award for clever villain do you understand the name of this award adam
0: uh the td for cv
1: yeah 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 it's, it's a play on td for C- no it's trevor and clever and dylan and villain Whoa. so um i might be bringing this one back every once in a while because it is so 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 clever but i noticed in these space opera movies we had a lot of villains a lot of good villains of course you had ming the merciless from the flash gordon you had count dooku uh and of course the other um, bad guys in attack of the clones you had evil from the fifth element as well as gary oldman's completely underdeveloped character right um you had the guy who released the pathogen in cowboy bebop you had uh, somebody in space mutiny probably there was probably an antagonist in that
0: i i think so
1: And, uh, you know, there are a lot of great, great, great choices here. But, Adam, let's open the envelope. Let's see who is going to take home the first Silver Ghostie of the night. And the Trevor Dillon Award for Clever Villain goes to Titus Abrasics, Jupiter Ascending.
0: Way to go, Titus. Wow.
1: Wow, 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 wow. What did you think of that performance, Adam? I I, I really, really liked it. I actually, I forgot the name of the gentleman who played Titus, but I thought he was very good.
0: Yeah, I actually, I liked it a lot also. I mentioned that I got tricked. I got duped by that very dude. Um, I like his line that uh, lying is really the only reason he gets out of bed in the morning. That's clever.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that sounds like a a Panic at the Disco or Fall Out Boy song title.
0: And he looks like one too, so.
1: Absolutely. And you know, if you don't recognize an actor from something, usually it means that they were um, probably crushed it in the audition, and they were like, this person is perfect for Titus Abraxas. And you know what? He was, and he's taken away, or I'm sorry, Jupiter Ascending is taking away the first Silver Ghostie of the night. Here to accept the Silver Ghostie for the Trevor Dillon Award for Clever Villain is the guest on the Jupiter Ascending episode, Sir Diego Crespo. Take it away, Diego.
2: Wow. Thank you so much for awarding Jupiter Ascending the Trevor Dillon Award for Clever Villain, Titus Abraxas. Uh, th- it is such an honor. Thank you, everyone, for sharing the love with uh, Jupiter Ascending and myself, the guest host on the episode.
1: Oh, thank you, Diego. Uh, always so humble that Diego is. Um, Adam, who was your runner up for this category? Yeah,
0: so you know how sometimes when you uh, read something, you read it a little too quickly and you understand it to mean something else? Uh, I read this as Cruelest Villain, and I wrote down Evil from the Fifth Element. So. Um, <laughs> On, on behalf of my bad, let's just give him the runner-up for cleverest villain also.
1: Yeah, very, very clever villain. Just a big, dark mass that moved through and ate everything. In a... So yeah, you really <laughs> did not understand the the half-strained pun of Trevor Dillon for clever villain. Anyways, uh, let's give away our second award of the night. We do have a lot to get to. So Adam, go ahead.
0: You got it. So here we go. The Adam Cervantes Wagner Award for Lamest planet goes to oh my god it goes to earth specifically (laughs) from flash gordon
1: wow uh adam this one is unanimous earth certainly is the lamest planet
0: right and it was a little difficult because there's a few earths that we traveled around but this one is uh, a pre-ronald reagan earth you know things aren't going too well in this one (laughs)
1: Yeah, anything post Ronald Reagan, we love. But anything free, <laughs> can't can't do it. Cannot do it. Right. Uh, but it is true because we even saw like Earth and Jupiter ascending, uh, and it was like a really cool Chicago skyline. That you know what I mean? Like it at least was like a cool city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you here. Do we have someone to accept the award?
0: Uh, yes, we do. Accepting on behalf of Flash Gordon is Flash Jordan herself. Take it away.
3: Oh my God! How could I not be stoked on winning for lamest planet? It's a huge accomplishment in a Space Odyssey film series with infinite planets, including the whole universe of Jupiter Ascending. This is just another huge win. Uh, Thank you so much to the panel of judges. And lastly, thank you to Trevor and Adam for making this all possible. We may not have won the most awards, but we won the ones that counted. Flash Jordan, out.
0: Oh, Jordan, you wild card.
1: Oh my gosh, I did not expect that acceptance speech to go that way. That was crazy. (laughs) But speaking of Jordan, let's get to our third award. It is the Jordan DJ Award for Shitty Redmain. Oof, this is a tough, tough category.
0: I wonder who it's gonna go to, Trevor.
1: Oh, so here's the thing. Uh, I gave away this award, of course, because Jordan was technically my invitee. I had a lot of options here that I could have gone with. Um, we talked many, many, many times about how when Jupiter Ascending, Eddie redmane was not shitty. It was, in fact, Diego and I, and I don't know if you share this opinion, but it's our favorite Eddie Redmayne performance. It's actually the only time he's been playing someone who's really worked for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that thing that he was playing was a shitty Redmayne. Oh. So I'm going to go ahead and twist this award on its head. I know Jordan probably set out to make it seem like the uh, performance itself was shitty from Redmayne. But I'm going to say it's the character who's playing the shittiest Redmayne. So, the Jordan DJ award for Shitty Redmain goes to. Oh my gosh, Eddie Redmain from Jupiter Ascending.
0: The upset of the night.
1: Oh my gosh, I tried to twist that one as much as I could, but the voters, they voted. It's Eddie Redmain, and Jupiter Ascending has now won two Silver Ghosties out of the first three categories. This could be your runaway tonight. Here to accept the award again, Sir Diego Crespo.
2: Wow, thank you so much. For awarding Jupiter Ascending the Jordan DJ Award for Shitty Red Mane, uh, it is such an honor to win two awards uh, for for Jupiter Ascending, and I, I believe it should have won all the awards. But hey, you know we win some, lose some. Uh, so far, winning some. So thank you so much. It, it, is, it is such an honor. I want to thank the Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, oh, I believe that is my time. Never mind.
1: Wow, Diego, he he really sounded uh, surprised about that second one. <laughs> I mean, hey, that's what happens when you bring on an interesting movie like that. Um, technically, Jupiter Ascending was my pick, but I went on my letterbox, found my friend uh, Diego, and saw what his thoughts were on it. So I thought he'd be a really good guest. It's a great episode. If you haven't heard it, check it out. But, wow, two silver ghosties for that movie. We all know the awards... Um, get spread out at these outros but um, the Mm. most that any movie has ever taken home do you know what it is and do you know how many awards it is Adam?
0: I believe it's three right for The Handmaiden?
1: It was four for The Handmaiden so uh, Jupiter Ascending with many many awards left it's already halfway there
0: but yeah and I agree with you guys that uh, this is my favorite Eddie Remain performance bar none
1: yeah it's it really I mean I'm not I have no irony when I'm saying that but (laughs) anyways let's let's move on (laughs) like I said many many awards to get to uh, I'll take this next one. This is going to be the Cody Chavez Award for Biggest Battle. So Cody brought on Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of trying to tilt the tables a little bit towards his movie that he brought on because that film does have a big, big, big battle. But let's see how the voters interpreted it. I think they may have just gone for the most interesting or most exciting battle. I, I Maybe they misread it, but let's see. Oh, wait Here we go. Trevor,
0: actually, it's weird. I have the envelope for this one.
1: Oh, do you? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. Uh, let me
0: open it. Oh, what do you know? Looks like Cody stacked it in his favor because it's for the war at the end of episode two.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. I, 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 I didn't know that it would go this way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty surprising. Um, let's uh, hear from Cody Chavez accepting the award kablamo thank you everybody for awarding me the cody chavez award for biggest battles for the battle scenes at the end of attack of the clones it is an explosion fest war what is it good for
1: well in movies entertainment
0: thank you cody try not to swear so much next time
1: Yeah, Cody, this is not an R-rated show. Um, I have a runner-up here, a really interesting runner-up, and that would be the Corbin and Leeloo destroy the clubbed resort on planet Floston Paradise. Uh, I like that sequence a lot. We talked about that with Haley and Katie about how the cross-cutting there with the opera going on and blah, 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 blah. I think, obviously, that the Attack of the Clones battle is much bigger, but this might have been the most interesting, fun uh, fight scene we had in the entire thing. So I'm glad the voters ended up going with the more literal Uh, reading of the award and congrats to cody
0: yeah it's weird i I don't know why it wasn't called most interesting battle but uh, there you go
1: i mean if it was called the most interesting battle then uh attack of the clones would not have won that award (laughs) that's right uh let's move on so like i mentioned i just was talking about Haley and katie they'll be giving away the next two awards so this one is the Haley mervini award for most realistic future um we had a lot of realistic futures here a lot of not realistic futures here so i'm not going to go through the nominees because it's not what we do flash Uh, yeah yeah that was (laughs) that was very realistic uh of course space mutiny very very realistic yeah um but let's do it here's the envelope i've just been handed it the Haley mervini award for most realistic future goes to oh my gosh it's earth again but it's from The Fifth Element, wow. the movie that Haley and Katie brought on.
0: Wow. I definitely see that, Trevor.
1: Oh my gosh. Here to accept their first award of the night from the episode of The Fifth Element is Haley and Katie.
4: We would like to talk about our our um, biggest challenge, which has been um, <laughs> taking off the tinfoil. <laughs> Just kidding, we'll never do that. (laughs) Thank you for the Haley Mervini Award for Most Realistic Future. How does it feel winning your own award? It's an honor to be honored by my own honor. (laughs) Um, But really, I think that there are elements to the fifth element that are so... um, dystopian to present day even Mm -hmm. that that's what makes it such a realistic future society I mean they don't even you can uh, hopefully edit that out uh, or keep it in (laughs) that's our cue to go Uh, we're getting pulled off stage thanks so much again Uh... we hear the music goodbye everyone
1: (laughs) (laughs) always so fun those two uh, thank you for accepting that award so graciously. Uh, Adam, I, I, what do you think? I, I thought that the Earth stuff in Fifth Element was very realistic. The flying cars and the McDonald's and all that. Uh, it was like kind of a... We were talking about how it was like a, almost an optimistic view of the future because that they thought Earth would be here 200 years from now.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're still under the capitalist boot that everyone's <laughs> licking. Um, my runner-up was actually... Uh, the Earth from Cowboy Bop because it's destroyed
1: a lot of talk of earth on this space opera outro <laughs> yeah
0: so but interesting choice I'm definitely for it
1: yeah I feel like it is a little unrealistic actually that the earth and the uh, film element would be realistic because again earth is still around in 200 years I find that to just be completely not going to be true in any way shape or form <laughs> but uh moving on you want to take the next one sure uh
0: this one is the Katie to many award for most pew pew laser.
1: Oh, this is interesting cuz again, uh it's funny how space opera fits into so many of these categories just like it fit really really well. So we had a lot of high scores on our uh, scale. It's just it just all these movies had a, like seriously, did we have a movie that didn't have like a pew pew laser? I guess Cowboy Bebop had like more actual gunplay.
0: Uh well, I guess we'll see. Let me uh, open up the an envelope
1: here. Um, this this one I'm very very nervous for. This, is, this was a, a tight competition,
0: hmm, and it looks like it goes to Star Wars blasters from you guessed it, Attack of the Clones.
1: Oh my gosh, that that is such a classic, boring vote from from our voters. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it is the standard. Those blasters are incredible, but we had so many other cool guns. I can't, I can't disagree with that. I am shocked that Attack of the Clones and Jupiter Ascending now both have two awards.
0: I think 80% of the Academy here is nerds. So that's why it was that. So let's, uh, let's hand it over to Cody Chavez to accept the award. Thank you, Trevor. And thank you, Adam. I am too honored to be accepting the Katie Tomney Award for the most pew-pew lasers. <laughs> Attack of the Clones is chocked full of them. A million droids versus a million clones. You got a lot of pew-pew. Thank you, everybody.
1: Okay, well, he did not listen to our advice earlier about not cussing so much, uh, but Cody, thank you again for accepting that so graciously. Um, Let's keep this moving. We have now the Diego Crespo Award for Most Colorful Motion Picture. Again, I sound like a broken record, but we had a lot of colorful movies here. Uh, He actually um, seems to have been uh shifting the tables towards himself the house Owens wins here of course I think that he thought that Jupiter Ascending was going to win this category and it's a very very strong contender but he he was mentioning how he hadn't seen a big blockbuster like that use uh color in, in such a way in a really long time mm-hmm. uh I, I'm you know we're gonna find out right now if it won uh we do <laughs> I gotta say we would be pretty shocked to see Jupiter Ascending win another award but uh you know it's tied at two with uh, Attack of the Clones so we'll see the Diego Crespo Award for Most Colorful Motion Picture goes to, oh my gosh, we have a three-way tie with two awards. It goes to Flash Gordon.
0: Oh, <clears throat> I, you know, I mean, the hardcore listeners out there, which is most of you, uh, know that that was probably going to be the shoe-in for this award.
1: So would you say it was unanimous?
0: Uh, absolutely. We had been kind of measuring everything according to the color scale in Flash Gordon.
1: Oh my gosh, it is unanimous. Here to accept her second award of the night is Flash Jordan herself.
3: I'm so proud to be here today to graciously accept the Diego Crispo Award for Most Colorful Picture. Absolutely massive win for Flash Gordon. This just goes to show that victory can never be won with half measures. We killed the competition, period. And of course, I can't accept this award without thanking the costume and set designer on this film, Mr. Danilo Donati. Whom I just now found out worked on virtually every Fellini set. I thought there was another reason I love this film. I will still fully stand the Italians. Thank y'all.
0: Whoa, a fart joke. Didn't see that coming.
1: Ugh, so potty humor has no place on Ghost Party Radio Jordan but um, thank you for guesting on that episode and congratulations uh, where do you think that our guests keep their silver ghosties especially with these multiple silver ghosties and these things are huge I mean where are they going to fit in their apartments and houses
0: uh, I don't know I, I was assuming they kind of kept it on the floor of their car along with their Taco Bell trash
1: <laughs> yeah 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 they probably smelt it down and sell it for Taco Bell money yeah
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's keep it rolling. Here we are at, uh, ooh, one of my best buds here. The Gabe F. Montemayor Award for Emoji with the Guy Wearing Sunglasses with Parentheses Cool Award.
1: Mm, a very wordy award. I, I honestly, I'll be honest, and I hope that the voters didn't have the same feeling as well. I don't know what this award means.
0: Uh, Yeah, let's let's see what they thought. Uh, oh, it looks like they defaulted, and it's going to Cowboy Bebop.
5: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
0: what was your runner-up here?
1: I did not have a runner-up here because I did not understand what the thing was, but if I was just going to give it to the coolest movie, I guess the word I did use to describe Cowboy Bebop a lot was Cool. Um, I would've given
0: it to the Fifth Element though. Okay, it's unanimous. So let's hear from (laughs) Gabe and Russell.
5: Hey, this is Gabe Montemayor uh, and I am accepting the Gabe F Montemayor, cool guy emoji with parentheses, cool award. Uh, First, I would like to say just what a pleasant surprise this is. I didn't even know, I've never even heard of the Gabe F Montemayor award, for Cool Guy in parentheses, Cool Emoji Guy Award. Uh, it's an honor just to be nominated. And I'd like to thank the hosts, Adam Driver and Trevor Noah, and of course our sponsor, El Pollo Loco Eat Fresh. And I'd just like to say thank you everyone for tuning in, and I hope you all have a good afternoon and drive home safe. Thank you. Hello, Cowards and Ghosts. This is Russell Frankston coming at you. On behalf of myself, I would like to humbly accept the Creep F. Montemangles Award for Sunglasses Cool Emoji with parentheses cool award, uh, graciously given to the Cowboy Bebop movie, the film I worked so hard in watching one time. So again, thank you so much. It truly is an honor. And remember, stay
0: loco. I love you guys too. Thank you so much.
1: Wow, those two are are so 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 fun together it's just a bummer that they were the second duo on the space opera series and they had to come after katie and Haley, who are um huge huge favorites of our amazing uh fans but uh you know gabe and russ thank you for coming on anyway and maybe one day you'll be a fan favorite as well yeah
0: i would give you the best guest award for sure
1: oh we should oh that'd be really cool if if a guest said uh award for best guest. i really like that yeah um adam i think that what happened here was that they uh or gabe specifically made such a confusing category that the voters would have no choice but to default to his movie i think it was a mercy award but those guys are really nice and cowboy bebop is is fine i guess i don't know
0: i think gabe is playing space chess here and he's a thousand moves ahead
1: uh if he was playing space chess then star wars would have (laughs) won
0: okay all right why don't you take the next one
1: all right, I will. The next award is the Russell Frankston Award for Best Mindfuck Yet. Um, a lot of weird stuff here. Of course, we had a fifth element. Was a pretty trippy movie. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jupiter Ascending has a lot of trippy stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you get a lot of like space and colors and stuff like that, you're going to open yourself up for what Russell is calling a quote-unquote mindfuck. But let's find out. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. But let's find out. Let's not speculate any further. The only winner is who people voted for, and it's in this envelope, so let's open it. The Russell Frankson Award for Best Mindfuck Yet goes to... Oh my gosh, Titus tricking Mila Kunis' character and Jupiter Ascending. It's got its third award of the night.
0: Absolutely unanimous. It it tricked me.
1: Yeah, and and a movie that people generally pan and thought was not clever and stuff, and was insanely trope-filled... Uh, I was also tricked. <laughs> like, and the character himself is like openly openly being shitty. <laughs> like, like, and you know he's kind of a shitty, snobby, uh, guy. But you know, you, you think that maybe he's the nice brother, and that Eddie Med Redmayne is the, actually the bad guy. But you're like, no, they're all they're all bad. So, uh, here to accept his third award of the night is Diego Crespo.
2: And the third win of the night for Jupiter, sending the Russell Frankston Award for the best mindfuck yet. Thank you to ghost party radio for for this prestigious honor um never mind to the hollywood foreign press my My assistant got me the wrong notes i I apologize for that, but thank you so much it It is such an honor to share Jupiter ascending with the world
1: Wow diego uh, he's just like one of those times when like Adele wins six Grammys and they take a picture on the red carpet afterwards of her holding all the Grammys up. He's got three of these big silver bad boys that is. That is very impressive, Diego, and thank you for being so gracious, and thank you for supporting the show.
0: It's a good thing he drives a Hummer.
1: Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. I wonder how he's doing now that gas is like going to be $5 a gallon. Sorry, Diego.
0: (laughs) All right, let's keep it moving. We got the next award here, the Jonathan Young Award for Best Railing Stunt.
1: Ooh, This one uh, needs a little clarification, and Jonathan himself did sign off on this, so uh, the movie Space Muni had a lot of scenes where people would be getting shot by lasers and falling over uh, railings. And it's a good stunt. We love to see it at, like, an Old West show when we go to Knott's Berry Farm and stuff like that. It works in movies. It always works. But this is mostly just what is the most repetitive stunt. So it's basically a metaphor for the most repetitive stunt award. All right, Adam, you have the envelope. Who is the winner for the Jonathan Young Award for best railing stunt is space mutiny gonna get on the board first award of the night
0: let's see the award goes to well what do you know channing tatum in jupiter ascending for his oh my laser gosh. skating boots
1: oh yeah that's right we talked about how repetitive it was that Every time someone was in trouble, uh, specifically Mila Kula's character, you'd have Channing Tatum just burst through the, like, the entire building on these <laughs> awesome skates and just start pew, 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 pew. Oh, that was right. Oh, no, Jonathan. The window is closing for him to get on the board, but congratulations to Jupiter Ascending, which has now tied the handmaiden for most silver ghosty wins.
0: Wow, it certainly, uh, deserves it, I guess.
1: Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It really, really does. Um, wow, here to accept, um, I I mean, I don't know, Lord knows, but his last award of the night, uh, his fourth win is Diego Crespo. Wow,
2: last but certainly not least, thank you so much for awarding Jupiter Ascending with the Jonathan Young Award for Best Railing Stunt, a.k.a. Most Repetitive Stunt, uh, specifically for when Channing Tatum bursts into rooms on his skate things and goes pew 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 people over and over, um. Again, for Jupiter Ascending. Uh, thank you to Ghost Party Pictures, Ghost Party Radio on Apple and Spotify. Uh, Trevor, thank you so so much for having me on this episode. And thank you to everyone for sharing in the zaniness that is the Wachowski sisters. Uh, I wasn't going to say masterpiece, but it's just kind of weird. Uh, Jupiter Ascending. Thank you so much.
1: No, thank you, Diego. Thank you.
0: What a What a character.
1: All right, we're down to it, Adam. The last two awards of the night. The last two awards in the outro episodes are always Best Director and Best Picture. That's right. Um, what do you think, Adam? Should we call this the Director Park Award for Best Director?
0: Oh, you want to take it out of the hands of M. Night?
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry. This is the M. Night Shyamalan Award for Best Director. All right. Um, so here, we'll go down on the nominees because they are pretty uh, pretty cut and dry. Mm-hmm. We Of course, we have... The guy who directed Last Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who directed Space Mutiny. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy who directed... And I, and I mean Guy, by the way. That's the problem, huh? Yeah. The guy who directed Cowboy Bebop, the movie. Uh-huh. And then you have uh, George Lucas for Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. You have Luc Basson for The Fifth Element. And then you have the Wachowski Sisters for Jupiter Ascending adam do you have the envelope in front of you
0: i do i'm very excited i hope it goes to one of the guys but it looks like the award goes to george lucas for attack of the clones
1: oh my gosh wow attack of the clones now has three awards wow and
0: george lucas's first award ever
1: yeah yeah george lucas has never won an award i'm so happy it's the silver ghosties Good job, George.
0: Way to go. Let's see. Oh, here to accept the award is George Lucas himself.
1: And thank you uh, to the Ghost Party Radio Academy. And um, where when we made this movie, <laughs> it's just like my Harrison Ford impression or something. Uh, Jar Jar is the key to all of this. Thank you so much to the Academy. Thank you
0: thank you so much george it's great to have you here
1: wow a man of few words holy smokes uh that's got to be the biggest celebrity we've ever had on the show
0: absolutely
1: uh well no 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 sorry we we did have uh we did have zishan Yunus in in, in the first uh season
0: <laughs> right i mean those two are pretty big in the nerd community it's hard to say who's bigger
1: sci-fi kings the both of them uh-huh uh all right here it is the crown jewel of the silver ghosties i like that the crown jewel of the silver ghosties it is the arrival of a train at station award for best picture now the way we do this typically this is only our second time doing it is that the viewers coming into this show or the listeners i should say they know what movie scored the highest on our arbitrary scale that we do for every series that would be the fifth element now sometimes and this was established earlier We don't have to give that movie the award for Best Picture just because it scored the highest. I mean, in this situation, we had the Fifth Element. It scored 160 out of 150. I mean, it absolutely broke our scale. Then Jupiter Ascending scored 159 out of 150. So that also broke our scales. Jupiter Ascending has a chance here to win the most Silver Ghosties Awards ever. It could land its fifth win. The Fifth Element has only won two Uh, And then, of course, you have the other films that could potentially win Best Picture here, but I would say that those are the two leading candidates. Adam, how do you feel about this one?
0: Yeah, I feel good. I want the listeners out there to know that we don't hold true to even our own rules. We kill our gods here on Ghost Party Radio. Um, I don't know what's going to win, but frankly, I'm happy to just have had this much fun with you, Trevor
1: yeah i mean our darlings are dead we we set up these are like like i keep using the word arbitrary things and sometimes the scales they break as we saw with these two films and it's ultimately up to the voters to the listeners so adam do you have that envelope right in front of you? yes i
0: do and this envelope's heavy because it's made of titanium so that it, the word wouldn't get out
1: yeah made of the same uh stuff that that train was made that came towards the screen <laughs> here we go
0: and the winner is, well, who would have thunk? It's The Fifth Element by Oh. one point, I guess. Way to go.
1: Uh, oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, wow. So, see, I thought we would have had an upset there, but The Fifth Element was the highest-scoring movie on our scale. Sorry to Jupiter Ascending and all the other people, but I think this is a fitting winner. Uh, Adam, I know you tried to poke a bunch of holes in The Fifth Element, but when I look at this series... When I think of this series, when I think of space operas, The Fifth Element comes to mind. I thought it had a very strong showing, awesome guests. Speaking of awesome guests, here to accept their award for best picture are our guest on that episode. It's Katie and Haley.
4: <laughs> I can't contain the the tears or the joy just this honor. <laughs> we never imagined that we would win for best picture of this category of this genre. Um we'd like to thank the Ghost Party Academy, Ghost Party Radio, and Ghost Party Picks um for this immense honor. We'd also like to thank our Lord and Savior Tim Curry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really guys, thank you so much for awarding us the arrival of a train at a station award for best picture. And by one point, so narrowly, I'm glad that we could squeeze it in. And uh, I hope that we can come back and talk about another film in the future genre because this uh, this podcast is so much fun to both uh, guest on, but also to listen to. And I love categorizing movies. So I'm so glad that you guys love category, categorizing movies
1: too. We love you. Thanks, guys. I am so happy for them. Uh, they, they they just sound so excited to have one.
0: Yes, I can't wait to party with them later, safely, when we're all vaccinated.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that does it here for the awards. Uh, I know we do a few more things before we get out of here. But wait, hold on. I'm getting an envelope. What? It. Somebody just walked into my apartment and handed me a secret award envelope. Um, it says, Spectrum <laughs> Important notice, open immediately Payment <laughs> has to, just kidding It says The Secret Award huh? of the Silver Ghosties For the Space Opera I have to actually open it to even see what the award is for There we go Okay And Adam, you, you for, the, for the listeners, you don't know what this yeah, is Yeah, I'm
0: actually, I'm in the same boat as they are I'm excited here
1: Yeah. This is The Thelma Shoemaker Award for best edited episode.
0: Whoa, uh oh. Wow,
1: let's open it, let's see. My gosh, we have a new record. The fifth award of the night goes to Jupiter Ascending for best (laughs) edited episode. Wow,
0: that's that's so weird.
1: Crazy, here to accept the award is the person who edited that episode. That's me. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Um, So this is so crazy. Thank you so much to the Ghost Party Radio Academy. Um, This was my first and only episode I've ever edited. um, So I'm so happy that you guys responded this way. And um, I'm just so grateful for Ghost Party Radio and uh, for Adam for not editing that one episode uh, out of the 18 we've done. And um, I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, If he asked me to do it again, I probably wouldn't. But I I, I will accept this award, and I'm really happy for Jupiter Ascending uh, now having the new record over the handmaiden for five silver ghosties in one night. Thank you guys so, so much.
0: Well, there you have it. Now we know that the ghosties are worth as much as the Grammys.
1: What does that mean?
0: (laughs) Uh, The listeners know what that means.
1: Okay, great so jupiter ascending has now won the most silver ghosty awards it didn't even win best picture you know what i mean so that that's the big one for the night and uh but how do you feel about this turnout
0: uh yeah you know what the 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 idea of a secret award like that gives me a lot to think about frankly as we move forward
1: (laughs) you know what i thought it was clever I, (laughs) i liked it yeah i liked it too um adam that that'll do it for the awards uh congratulations to all the winners space mutiny now becomes only the second movie we've done on the show that hasn't won any silver Ghosts. These the first of which being uh i think like best picture nominee best director nominee best screenplay nominee this year at the actual oscars promising young woman
0: <laughs> it'll it'll get enough of those awards i think it's okay
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, Promising Young Woman, the situation, and with Space Mutiny, you know, sometimes the categories, they're a little goofy, and sometimes they don't add up. Sometimes they just don't add up to your movie. Uh, Those are both movies that equally think outside the box, I feel like. Right. Uh, So I'm sure Space Mutiny and Promising Young Woman will be just fine in the future. Yeah,
0: and let's be clear that Promising Young Woman would have definitely won a ton of awards had it been nominated in the space opera category.
1: Yeah, oh no, for sure, for sure. It, It would have played much, much better in that, so... Uh, again, thank you to everybody who participated. Thank you to the listeners for uh, sticking with us through the space opera uh, genre. So here's what we do. Okay. So
0: Trevor, so, so now that we've uh, gone through the definitive space opera movies, how are you feeling about the genre overall?
1: Um, I have to only judge it against revenge. And I'm happy that space opera came after a genre that was so serious. Mm-hmm. Um self-serious really i mean revenge is 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 supposed to be taken seriously we do like a goof here but when we rolled uh or when we spun the wheel i should say and it landed on space opera i didn't quite know what to make of it uh so of course my pick was jupiter ascending thinking that we would need a goofy movie to get us out of the rut of uh the revenge stuff and little did i know that most of the movies we were going to watch would be very goofy and I, i i think this was a fun series and I'm looking forward to what The Wheel has in store for us. What did you think of yeah. Space Operas? I-,
0: I had a great time with this one. I agree that uh, I enjoyed the levity here coming off of Revenge. Um, but also, I kind of like the idea of, of movies not taking themselves so seriously, which we see so often. I think you and I watch a lot of movies, and uh, you and I are really catching up on the 2020 best pictures and whatnot. And those are very serious films. So seeing that like, uh, there's this great spectrum, to film and great like uh, imagination out there that that kind of does what it wants is it was really nice it was fun uh i just had a great time and enjoyed talking about it with these guests
1: yeah and we have a lot of people in our are not a lot of people we have some listeners in the comments who are saying like oh you didn't do this movie or why why didn't you do barbarella or why and it's like okay listen this the way it works is that the guests bring on the movies right. so when we do like slasher genre or like a big one that you're looking forward to if a movie doesn't get discussed that you wanted to get discussed, why don't you just be a guest on the podcast? <laughs> there you go. Case closed. All right. So we mentioned the wheel a few times. Uh, let's do it. Are you ready to spin the wheel for our next genre? I'm like – my palms are, like, legitimately sweaty, by the yeah, way. Yeah. This
0: is my favorite part of the season.
1: Okay. So we're going to do it. Sorry, listeners. You're going to hear a little bit of clicking. But uh, all we have now 88 uh, genres on the wheel. Uh anything from I'll just read like a quarter of the wheel real quick. I'll just rattle them off. So you have Snow Western, Revisionist Western, Revenge Western, Martial Western, Outlaw, uh Epic Movie, Bizarro, Surrealist, Absurdist, you have Kaiju, you have Japanese Horror, you have zombie, you have creature, you have folk horror, you have found footage, you have dark comedy, swashbuckler, samurai. So we do get Hong Kong Action, Black Exploitation, Buddy Cop, video game movies. It gets very, very, very specific. So, um, yeah, I could read them all one day, but you just believe me when I tell you there's a lot of good stuff on this wheel
0: <laughs> and a lot of, uh, great stuff too.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then there's also space opera. So <laughs> I'm hoping that we, uh, land on something. I don't know. What, what are you hoping for? Are you hoping for something more bizarro surrealist? Are you hoping for something more horror? We haven't gotten to horror yet. Um, are you looking for rom-com? I know you like animation
0: uh yeah animation would be good i think uh yeah i like the live action anime still i think that'll be something fun to suffer through kaiju is always cool
1: yeah i i I mean the joke is that i always say let it land on kaiju before i spin it uh and one day when i say that it's actually gonna land on kaiju and we're gonna I'm, i'm gonna everyone's gonna think that the wheel is fake but uh are you ready let's do it land on heist please land on heist about to roll why do I think it's Roll the Wheel? <laughs> about to spin a stoner, this dude. wheel. Yeah. Oh, we also have stoner movies on there, too. Right. We also have those. Oh, that would be a fun one, man. Because you know me, man. I'm all about the chiva, man. Yeah, and
0: it's April, dude.
1: I was just talking about how the last time I smoked was in 2013 before I saw Gravity the second time. <laughs> how was that? Uh, it was actually fantastic. but But it is funny that it's been like eight years since I've even smoked. So, <laughs> anyways... A stoner comedy or stoner movies would be a great one to land on. All right, let's do it. Ready? Three, two, please land on Neo Noir. Go.
0: I can hear it. I...
1: Adam? Yes? The wheel has landed on Creature Features. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that, that is... So down my alley. I am so excited. I, like, finally... I mean, I love Revenge and Space Opera was fun, but this is it.
0: I'm into a creature feature. Okay, so can you give a, uh, give me a little bit of uh, what we might expect to see here?
1: Uh, we'll get into it on the intro episode when I may ask you to guess the top 20 or whatever on Letterboxd. But I'm thinking people are going to be bringing on anything from, like, your Z-Movie creature features from the 50s, like the Atomic Age stuff, to... Nice. So many technically could bring on like jaws or something you know what okay. i mean like this would be their opportunity to talk about Jurassic park uh this would be you know this would be um how many episodes do you want to do this is a big one
0: yeah i really like this category um do you want to go for a full eight
1: let's do eight let's do two months of creature features i'm very very excited about nice, this. nice a dealer's eight what are you expecting from this
0: uh i'm expecting to see some something that i can cosplay at at the next con you know what i'm saying
1: absolutely absolutely oh i want to bring up something real quick before we get out of here mm-hmm. people have been uh, again not very many people people have been asking on this podcast who is king kong and who is godzilla
0: oh oh would that be creature feature
1: well it would be that that technically would be creature feature and maybe we'll talk about godzilla versus kong but i'm saying am i kong on this podcast am i godzilla are you kong are you godzilla that's
0: a great question
1: if we were just going purely by body type, it's very obvious that I'm Kong and you're Godzilla, but <laughs> hmm. um hmm, it's interesting. Uh, I, I you know, I love the King Kong. I, I mean I'm I'm team Godzilla all the way, but I think on this podcast I'm I, I'm King Kong. I think I'm King Kong. I,
0: I think you're King Kong too. I think you're better at climbing than I am.
1: <laughs> that, that is cannot inherently that cannot be true. <laughs> uh,
0: I think I have more of a my breath is worse than yours
1: yeah yeah you do have that atomic breath for sure yeah,
0: right and and people tend to exploit you i think more than me
1: <laughs> yeah people people are easily like lumbering me with like a banana into like a cage and they just drop it on top of yeah it. and then they
0: like show you off whereas i m- more often remind people of the dangers of like nuclear testing
1: <laughs> yeah okay so i would say actually it's fairly definitive that you are godzilla <laughs> and i am kong right Um, that movie does drop on HBO max soon. Uh, should we discuss it on the show? Uh,
0: yeah, I would love it. I mean, that seems pretty timely with, um, creature feature.
1: Let's do it. Let's, let's attach it to our intro episode. We keep talking about like, what are you expecting from creature features? That's what we talk about in the intro episode. So tune into our next episode. It's going to be intro to creature feature and maybe a little bit of a Godzilla versus Kong talk.
0: That sounds great to me.
1: Before we get out of here, Adam, I do want you to play a little game with me if, if that's okay. Yeah,
0: let's, uh, let's do it.
1: It is called Defend Your Tweets. Here we go. All right. This is the most popular game and the one we go back to the most on this podcast. (laughs) Adam, a few nights ago, you tweeted at 3.25 a.m. Dead men sell no shells.
0: I think you wrote that down wrong, my friend.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 really? Yeah. Wait, it's, it's not dead men's. It's not dead men sell no shells. No, it's
0: a dead men sell no snails.
1: <laughs> wait, so mine is definitely better. I I punched up your What bad are you talking joke.
0: about? Mine is a perfect rhyme.
1: Dead men sell no sails. Snails. Is better than. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, um, I did write it down wrong. Still, uh. Uh, Just a perplexing 3.25 a.m. tweet Uh Uh,
0: Yeah, I was having trouble sleeping And and for some reason uh, Morpheus, god of dreams Bestowed that idea onto me
1: Ah. (laughs) Awesome Uh, Adam, do you have anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh,
0: Just check me out uh, At ProjectorFuel on Instagram For the movies I'm watching And uh, my website, AdamJCWagner As you can see all the stuff that I've made That's pretty much it
1: Awesome. And uh, my letterbox is at Captain Dills. My personal is at Trevor Dills on Instagram and Twitter. And always follow us at Ghost Party Picks on all other socials. Review, subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. Smash that follow button on Spotify. Adam, I heard we're on Google Podcasts.
0: That's right. Last I checked, we had one subscriber on there.
1: Yeah, Google Podcasts is something that I am not familiar with. But thank you to that one subscriber who is checking us out on Google Podcasts. Is there anything else you want to add? This was a bit of a sloppy space uh, uh, opera outro, which is fitting for this genre, I feel. Uh, I had
0: a blast uh, blasting through the stars.
1: Yeah, and congratulations to uh, Jupiter Ascending on their five awards, uh, Star Wars on their three awards. That would be Attack of the Clones, of course. Flash Gordon on their two. The Fifth Element on their two awards, including Best Picture. And then Cowboy Bebop snuck in there with one silver ghosty. Sorry to Space Mutiny. We did not have time and enough categories to get you an award.
0: Yeah, really sorry about that.
1: (sighs) That'll do for us, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the other side with our intro to Creature features. Thank you for listening to Ghost Party
5: Radio. Adam, we have officially...
0: Outro the space opera. Bye. Bye.
5: Hello, this is Jonathan from the Space Mutiny episode. You sons of bitches! I talked you up so much that you were my new favorite show, and now you did me dirty! You mean to tell me that Space Mutiny didn't even win for its own made-up category of railing stunts? Which that's all that that movie is, is railing stunts and railing stunts and railing stunts? Are you shitting me? I can't believe it. I swear to God, if Jupiter Ascending got that damn award, I'm going to reach through this microphone and I'm going to strangle the both of you. Oh, you know what? That's it. I'm making my own damn podcast, and it's gonna be called Demon Party Radio. And you know what? It's gonna have Gold Demon Awards because gold is better than silver, and demons are better than ghosts, and demon is D, and ghost is G, which means that demon will be higher on the list of the podcast charts. Hallelujah! Holy
3: shit! Where's the Tylenol?
2: That's a 10.